everyone. Welcome to Let's Sexplore It. I'm your host, Rachel Shear, and we have a very special guest with us today, Dan Powers. But before I introduce him, I just want to let the audience know that I have a book that I just wrote called Date to Find Your Soulmate that will be on Amazon February 2nd, so be sure to check it out. It has lots of great tidbits for anybody looking to find that special someone. And you can go to my website, lovelaughleisure.com, for a lot of advice about dating, relationships, and all of your love questions answered. So today we have Dan Powers with us. Dan started his career as a software engineer working in the high tech industry. But after a chance meeting with a woman who introduced him to Tantra, he quickly became enamored with a topic that wasn't much talked about in a positive way, sex. Being an engineer, he had a desire to understand the inner workings of human sexuality and proceeded to learn from numerous sources, receiving certifications in surrogate partner therapy, Tantra, erotic blueprint coaching, sexological bodywork, and more. After years of experience and continuing to work hands-on with women, he has developed a process called pleasure engineering, designed to teach men how to pleasure their female partners and create fulfilling relationships where both partners thrive. So very interesting stuff. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. Thanks. It's great to, great to be here. Yeah. So tell me how you got your start as a sex coach. Um, well, you know, it, it began with that chance meeting uh, with this woman who eventually became a partner of mine. And what really happened is, you know, I grew up in the South, uh, in, in Florida, and had a very big Southern Baptist influence around me. And I kept seeing the hypocrisy of what was happening with the church, especially around women. And so as I moved forward in life, you know, I wasn't able to talk about sex. I didn't know what it was that I was doing. Um, you know, nobody's taught about sex in our, in our school system. You know, we're, we're taught, uh, you know, this is where the penis goes into the vagina. And then here's how you can die as a result of that or get pregnant or, you know, something else, uh, but never really about pleasure. And the conversations that I typically had were very sophomoric, uh, you know, which is what we were taught to do in that day and age. And so when I met this woman, it was really an amazing opening for me. Uh, we were having a conversation about sex. She, she had done some Tantra work and just talking about her pleasure and what was there for her and then how to do it. Now she had on a, the nightstand a what's called a crystal wand, and I didn't know what it was, so I asked her, and she said, "Oh, that's a vaginal massage tool." And I'm like, "A what?" And I said, "Oh, it's used for massaging the inner lining or the inner walls of the vagina." It's like, "Oh, that's interesting." So, do you want me to start using it? I said, "Sure." So I watched her, and then she said, "You want to try it?" And she said, "Or I said, yeah, absolutely." And so I reached for it, and she pulled it away and said, "No, just use your fingers." that was the first time that I had ever felt inside of a woman before. Now, sure, I had finger fucked plenty of women, but first time I'd ever really felt the nuances, the curves, the nooks and crannies, uh, different things that were inside of her that I had never taken the time, never knew that there was value in doing. And so that chance meeting, I said at that time, I said, wow, 
I think that I want to do this as a career. More people need to understand this. And that was just the beginning of the, you know, the tip of the iceberg, if you will. Uh, and so since then, I've started learning tons and tons of things uh, through circuit partner therapy, Tantra, number of different modalities there, sexological body work, and many, many more that now have given me the tools to really work with women. And so that's where I've become a coach. Wow, that's really interesting stuff. I'm sure you've been told that a woman's vagina is like a flower where they're all unique and different and it takes different things to pleasure each woman. So what's your experience with that? Well, I can say that it's absolutely true. Uh, I don't have to have people telling me that now. I, I have observed a number of different women's vulvas and yes, they're all very unique. They're all you know, just as beautiful as the other one. They're just different from each other. And that's one of the problems in our current world right now is so many women think that their vulvas need to look a certain way. They've learned from Playboy and uh, porn out there that this is how their vulva should look. And unfortunately, that's not true. And just kind of a, a side note for labiaplasty, the problem with labiaplasty is they're cutting off skin that has nerve endings, which is you know, sensitive tissue. And when you're cutting that off, a lot of women go numb as a result of that. And so, you know, no, don't do that. That's, that's my two bits on that. But what I've discovered is that while everyone looks different, they also have different ideas of what pleasure is. Touching a woman one way may work with one woman, but the next one, I need to touch her a completely different way. And even that same woman, I may need to touch her a different way the next time I'm with her because they're always different. They're always changing. And that's one of the beauties of what this is. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because there's some men that think, oh, I've learned exactly how to touch a woman. I know exactly what to do, but they've only been with one woman. So then they move on to another one and they're completely clueless because that woman wants something totally different. So I'm glad you mentioned that because it's true. Every woman is unique and she might have different desires for like one minute and then the next minute she might change her mind and say, no, I don't like that anymore. So women are fickle and you just have to go with the flow with that. Yep. And the problem is, especially with women who fake their orgasm, uh, because a lot of women will do that. You know, they're, they're, they haven't been trained. I mean, education is one of the keys to this industry. And because women haven't been trained, because the men haven't been trained, they don't really understand what's going on. And so women will fake orgasms because they think that that's what they need to do to, for the man, for his ego, whatever that might be. And sadly, the problem is that they're now teaching that man that what he's doing, which is wrong, is actually what he thinks is right. And then he takes that to the next woman. And when she doesn't have an orgasm, you know, he'll shame her for that. Not always, of course, that's generalization, but now I've seen it happen too many times where women have faked an orgasm, taught this man that, you know, this is how to have sex is and what it looks like. And that's one of the things that I do in my work is really empowering them to A, know what it is they like, B, ask for what it is they want, and then help teach these men how to be better at it. Wow, so tell me a little more about your work when you, what type of client do you have and like, what do you do with them? So I am a somatic sex educator. 
And there's a number of different modalities that I work with. Uh, typically my clients are 45 to 65 years old. Uh, that seems to be what my sweet spot is. Uh, but typically they're there because they want more pleasure. They, they've been in society, they've seen other people out there that may be getting pleasure. They've watched porn and they see these women who are flopping around on the bed like a fish just landed out of water and are wanting to know if they can have something like that. They're also starting to realize that you know, their sex life hasn't been the greatest in the world. They may be in a sexless marriage, they may be divorced, whatever it is. But when they get to between 45 and, and 65, they've started to finally realize that there's more out there and they need that. So the work that I do with them, uh, there's several modalities, as I said before, surrogate partner therapy is one of them. Surrogate partner therapy is a triadic model where I work with a therapist, the client and myself, and we are modeling a relationship and everything that entails a relationship, including falling in love, arguing, whatever it is. The key to that though, is it's a temporary relationship and there's tons and tons of education. Typically the women I work with are virgins. So they've never been with a man sexually. They've never, they usually sabotage their relationships. Um, and so by modeling this relationship with them, I'm creating a safe space for them to screw up, if you will, and learn from mistakes. After every session, we both talk to the therapist separately. So it's really like a marriage family counselor uh, in that we're going in and you know, talking to the therapist and you know, figuring out what's going on and then getting homework and things to try with that therapist. Uh, and, and it's just really been beautiful, beautiful work that I've done. The other th side is somatic sex, ed sex education. And what that looks like is I work privately with women, typically. Uh, I can do it either Zoom or privately, where I'm educating them about their bodies, uh, empowering them to ask for what it is that they want, and educating them on what's available, and, and really having a sexual awakening for them. Wow, that's really really wonderful. It's good that you exist to do this, to help women, because they really need that. A lot of them are, have been struggling their whole lives and they don't know what pleasure means for them. So it's really great that you can do that. And what happens if you have a, a fake relationship with someone and she ends up falling in love with you? So Depends on the modality, right? Uh, the simple one is the somatic sex education model. And that one, um, there is something known as transference and countertransference. And that's why we have boundaries that are set up in place to prevent that. Have clients fall in love with me? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they see me as a person who understands them, but it's no different than a client therapist relationship. Uh, clients fall in love with their therapists all the time because they think, oh, this person is the only person who's ever been able to understand me and can bring me things that nobody else ever has. Uh, so we have boundaries against that. And, and I, I work really, really carefully to make sure that while I might fall in love with my clients, that's not something that I project onto them. It's something that I keep absolutely separate. And if they fall in love with me, then I, I appreciate that. I acknowledge that. And we say, look, you know, that's not what this work is. Um, 
and let's try to focus you on finding a relationship or getting into a relationship that would be better for you. Now in the surrogate partner model, they absolutely can fall in love with me. And that's part of the desire. That's part of the benefit of it. Uh, every client that I've worked with, I have fallen in love with, and it's a beautiful thing. How could I model a relationship if it wasn't doing something like that, where I'm able to fall in love with them and they're able to fall in love with me. And they all know that it's a temporary relationship. So at some point in time, and we're always asking the question, what's left to learn? And the therapist is always, she's not, while the therapist isn't in the room with us, we're always communicating with the therapist and the therapist can help us as well. So now, hey, I noticed you're falling in love with Dan. That's really awesome. Notice that feeling for yourself. And when it comes time for a quote unquote real relationship, now you'll know what it's like. And then you can go with that at that time. And this time, you know, there have been a lot of tears at the end of sessions, uh, you know, the, the overall sessions with clients when our work is done. Um, but I liken it to a parent sending their kid off to college. You know, they're proud of their kid. They're sad that they're leaving home, but they're proud of them. And they're, they're pushing them off into the world to, to fend for themselves and be on their own and to thrive and grow. And that's what I want for the women that I work with in the, in both model modules, but uh, you know, in the circuit partner world that there's nothing more touching than getting a note from a woman who is now in relationship with a man that she hadn't been in for 50 years. That's so beautiful. I applaud you for doing this type of work. I'm sure a lot of men are jealous of you, but it's not as glamorous as it seems. It takes, hard work to do what you do. And I'm sure the women really appreciate you. I hope so. That That's my goal. And yeah, it, it is hard work. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of money. Uh, you know, I went in the corporate world, I had a six figure salary, but I wasn't nearly as fulfilled as I am doing this work today. And now uh, I get to work from home. I have a lovely wife that supports me in all the aspects of what it is that I do. And just to see these women begin to flourish and grow is, is well worth it. I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, that's amazing. So have you ever had a client come to you and you just can't help her? Like you try your hardest, but you're unable to break her through her like past her barriers or whatever the issue is? Um, yeah, it's really a tough question because it's a matter of perspective. There are some women who come to me that think that, oh, an orgasm is going to be like, like the porn stars that are flopping around on the, the bed. Um, and it isn't always that. And so, you know, there may be a little disappointment that, wow, I've wasted a lot of time thinking that my orgasm was this unachievable thing when I was actually having it. And I just needed to, to work with that and grow that and expand it. Uh, I've had women who have um, not really been able to feel within themselves. Uh, so it does happen on occasion, but you know, it's very rare. We as humans, unless we, unless our minds aren't letting us get to that goal uh, and preventing us from getting there, 
they've usually been successful. The women who I haven't been successful with have been the self-sabotagers that, oh, this isn't going to work for me. Um, I had one client that she was amazing. She, she came in and she was stone cold, wouldn't move, wouldn't talk, wouldn't do anything. And we started working and eventually she started opening up. And then I got a call from her later. She's like, oh my God, I am so aroused. I am so excited. I'm looking at men differently uh, and, and they're looking at me. And, and then she got scared and she shut it down. And she had a guy who was totally in love with her from what I understand, uh, was ready to marry her. And she got frightened and she ran away. And she just stopped it. Uh, you know, she would need, I think, to see a therapist to try to work through those kinds of issues. I got to the point where she can see that there's the possibility of relationship. She just needed to be able to carry it a little bit further forward. And so I, I don't know if I would call that a failure or not. So what would you say, the opposite extreme, what would you say is your specialty? Like something that you immediately can help women resolve? Oh, so I think the, the three biggest things that, that I see is one, education. Education is power. So one of, once, once a woman understands her own body, understands what she wants in her own body, understands how to ask for that, then the sky's the limit for her. Uh, it, it just, when I can give her those tools, she can now go out into the world and demand what it is that she wants for herself. I've had clients that have come back and told me that, you know, they used to be with men and, and they were so desperate to have a man in their lives that they would be with whoever just, just would give them attention, uh, which I don't think is the right thing to do. And subsequent to the work that I did with them, they said, you know, this guy came to me and he was great. I liked him at first, but he decided that he didn't want to go down on me. And he didn't want to do some of the things that I was asking for. And it just, every time I would talk to him about it, he would kind of shut it down. And so I dumped him and I said, great, good for you. That that's to me, that was a huge win. She was able to really be empowered in who she was as a sexual being. And she wasn't going to put up with the dregs of society that are out there that aren't willing to grow and learn themselves. And so she's much more happy in her life. She's more satisfied in general. She's satisfied sexually. She's now dating multiple guys. Um, you know, I expect at some point in time to get an invitation to her wedding. We'll see what happens. Okay, great. Hopefully you have lots of wedding invitations in your future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other thing that I do a lot of work with is um, along with the sexual empowerment and getting to understand what it is they want and how to ask for it is a sexual awakening. A lot of these women have never been touched in a way that allows them to expand and grow. And they don't even know what that's like because they're so used to performing for their partners. And so showing them that there's a different way that they can while, while trying to receive, they're not trying to perform for somebody else at the same time has allowed them to really become awakened as a sexual being. And that's just another, been another beautiful thing to watch and see. And that kind of leads back into the empowerment, right? 
because now that they know it as they want and they've experienced the sexual awakening, they're not going to settle for the breadcrumbs of some guy's table because they think they have to, they know what's there and they know what they can get. Yeah. So for a typical client that you have, how many sessions do you usually go through with them? So again, it depends on the modality. Uh, if you've seen the movie, the sessions and there for surrogate partner therapy, they talked about it being just six sessions. And that was just a made for movie show, right? So it was a script that just was kind of outlining something that I guess they thought people could handle or something. I'm not exactly sure. I have worked with one client for as little as six months. And I've worked with another client for as long as three years. And then every client, other client's been somewhere in between. Again, the question for them is what's left to learn. And so we will continue to move on until there's nothing left to learn for them. If, if they are now ready to go and it's not like they can't come back, but when they're completed with me, they continue working with the therapist and that therapist is now helping them to get into their future relationship. And if say sometimes down the road, say a year or so comes, goes by and the therapist's like, okay, we need to have a kind of a little refresher with Dan, then they're absolutely welcome to do that. And so we do. With the somatic sex education model, I work with clients a minimum of five sessions. Um, those are 90 minutes to two hour sessions. And th that's the minimum that I'll do. Uh, I used to do one-off sessions and I found that, that women would come into the session and walk out walking on cloud nine and they'd be floating. Life would be great. And they would get home and life would kick in. They would feel guilty because women in our culture aren't supposed to have pleasure and you know, that they wouldn't come back. They disappear. I happened to run into one of them like a year or so after I had last seen her and I asked her, say, Hey, what happened? You know, it looked like things were going really well. And you said you were going to come back, but you just disappeared. She goes, Oh, you know, life just got going and I felt guilty. And, you know, I have kids that I needed to put the money into them and, and that kind of thing. And now that I'm doing, I'm doing five session series. It's been beautiful. Uh, I've had women who've told me it's like, yeah, if I had only done one session or two sessions, I probably would have stopped after that and missed out on the tremendous growth that I had. Uh, one woman said after the third session, so she wasn't, she was hesitating coming to the third session, but she had paid for it. So she thought, I'm going to come anyway. And then she had this huge awakening at that point in time. And probably six months later, I got a text message from her saying, it's raining men, please stop it. And, and she was kidding. Of course, she sent a message quickly after that. She, she's a jokester for sure. Um, saying, no, I love it. This is great. I hadn't been in a relationship in 20 years. And I literally now have men coming out of the woodworks to meet me and to see me and get into relationship. And she's now in a polyamorous relationship with two men at the same time. One who's five years older than her and one who's 20 years younger than her. Okay, good for her. I'm glad she's doing what she loves now in a way she loves it. Yep. And again, it's all about the education, knowing who she is, knowing her anatomy, know what gives her pleasure, um, being empowered to ask for what you want and, and being specific and saying, 
you know, if I'm not going to get this, then I'm going to move on. And now I, I certainly counsel them to say, to say, you know, it's a negotiation. Not everybody can give you everything that you want. Uh, in fact, the same person, she had been with a man who had really severe near, knee problems and wasn't able to give her oral sex like she wanted. Uh, you know, okay, is, you know, let's figure out a way that we can work around that and try something else. Maybe it's different positions. Maybe he sits on a chair while you're on a table uh, so he doesn't have to get on his knees. You know, we'll figure out different things to work around that, but at least try to work through it. Yeah, okay. And what advice can you give the listeners who might be looking for sex coaching? You know, that's a really great question. The problem, so there's many modalities that are out there, right? Uh, as, I've, as I've just touched on, circuit partner therapy, somatic sex education, tantra, and there's many, many more that are out there I and mean, people are making things up all the time. Uh, what I would look at from a woman who's looking to work with a man is one, what kind of education does he have? Is he just saying, oh, I know to how, how to have sex and I'm good at it and I'm good looking and so women like me and so I can do this? Or have they gotten a, a diverse amount of education? Have they gotten trained in one thing? One of the problems I have in the Tantra world is there's a number of men that I've seen who have taken a weekend long course and now they think that they're God's gift to women and that they know how to do everything they can. And I can tell you, when you work with a woman who's got trauma, that's going to be a big issue because they're not going to know how to handle it. They're going to send her off into the deep end and who knows what's going to happen thereafter. Uh, so understand their educational background Two, understand their motivation behind what it is that's going on. Are they doing it because they want to have a better world or are they doing it because they want to get their rocks off again in the Tantra world? And I, I hate to pick on the Tantra world, but that's what I've seen a lot is there's, there's less boundaries in the Tantra world. Uh, there's less, less ethics. I've seen a number of guys who have said that their cock is the magic wand and can heal all. And they have intercourse with all their clients. And while I do think that a man's penis can be very healing for a woman, I think it should be in the right context. And because that's the woman who's asking for it. Um, you know, I don't trust these men that are having intercourse with every woman that's out there. And in fact, I've had women who have come to me who have had people that have, have worked with them who wanted to use their penis on them and sent them into a deeper trauma. Uh, and so I don't think that that's good. So find out, have a conversation with them, find out who they are. And if your spidey sense starts tingling saying that, yeah, this doesn't feel like the right fit for me, then don't let him bully you, push you into something, walk away from it. There's plenty of practitioners that are out there that you can work with and, and just start exploring and learning and asking around and you'll find some people that are good people. Yeah. I actually got my start as a sex coach and I didn't do anything hands-on. It was all talk and I would give people assignments to do at home on their own or with their partner. So there was nothing like no touching for my practice, but there are all sorts, as you just said. So it's best to find the right fit for you, whatever that means. You yep. might want a sex coach, a sex therapist, um, someone, a psychiatrist, maybe if you want to like, 
go deep into it and get medication for whatever traumatic traumatic issues you've had from your past. There are all sorts of ways to to resolve your sexual concerns. Yep. Absolutely. Like in the surrogate partner world, you know, not everybody is a viable candidate for surrogate partner uh, working with them. If you've got, you know, if you're a virgin, uh, you, you've been not in a relationship, not even a sexual relationship, but not even been in a relationship period, uh, and you're in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, then certain part of therapy might be a good modality for you. Uh, if you're terrified of being with men, then that might be a good modality for you. If you've been with men and you're not terrified of them, you may not like them so much, but you're not terrified of them, but you want the education, you want the, the sexual awakening kinds of experiences, then go to a somatic sex educator. Uh, I would kind of lump Tantra in with somatic sex education, as long as they're doing the education side of things. And, you know, if you've got a lot of trauma uh, and you've got issues around sexuality or yourself, then go see a therapist. You know, talk therapists have huge value when it comes to that kind of activity. Yeah, great. And I understand that you have a free gift for our listeners. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. So as I alluded to a little bit earlier, I'm moving into working with men. Um, my experience predominantly has been with women. I've worked with hundreds of women over the last 15 or so years. And it's really difficult to work with a woman one-on-one -on -one and try to reach as many women as I can. Uh, I, as I said, I've only worked with hundreds of women, not thousands or millions. So where I'm starting to move with, with the pandemic happening and all that is I'm, I re-looked at my offerings and thought, if I can reach men and teach them the skills that I have, how to be a better man, how to read a woman better, how to provide pleasure for the woman, how to let your ego go so that you can pleasure this woman and receive her requests, then each man that I work with, you know, probably will meet another, you know, minimum one, maximum, maybe 10 other women. So I think it, it exponentially starts to increase my reach uh, of women at that point in time. So I do have a tip uh, or five tips. Uh, if you go to pleasureengineer.com slash five tips, and that's the number five TIPS, then uh, I've got these five tips that you can download. Uh, I re request that I get your email from you. Uh, and that'll put you on our list for the upcoming classes that I'm putting together. Uh, I've got them all laid out and they're, they're ready to, about ready to go. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. So I want to be able to reach as many men as I can. And the men that I'm really looking for as my clients in this respect are those that are willing to admit that they don't know everything there is to know. Uh, you know, men in our culture think that they have to know everything to know about sex and they just don't. Uh, they've watched porn. And this is my experience, right? I watched porn. I tried different things. I tried swinging at one point in time with my partners and it just wasn't for me. And I, I was not a good lover. Since then, I have gotten decade and a half of education. And I know that I still know, have lots to learn about sex. And so that's what I want to try to offer to the men is kind of a, a cliff notes, if you will, of my training and what will work for them to help them with women. And that's the whole pleasure engineering concept.
Great. Without giving away all five tips, will you tell us top two, like your two favorite of the tips, and then they can go to the website to see the rest? Yeah. Um, number one has got to be education. Learn what you can. There's so much to know out there. Let your ego stay at the door and learn. There's so much to learn. Even scientists are still learning about things. And female ejaculation, for example, a topic we haven't talked about. Um, you know, scientists still, some scientists still don't think that that's a thing. Yet there's prostatic fluid in the female ejaculate, which indicates that there's a female prostate. And why wouldn't there be? Because when we are first conceived, we're homogalous, right? So what, when the testosterone floods the male body or estrogen floods the female body, what is the testes in men become the ovaries in women? What's the scrotal sac in men become the, the inner labia for women? You know, so the parts just don't disappear. They're still there. And we have a prostate. So why wouldn't women have a prostate? Well, they do. And it creates prostatic fluid. And, and it's a big controversial topic, but it's absolutely out there and available. And so that's some of the things that I can teach to men as well. Okay. What's a second tip? Uh, asking her what she wants. So, so often women don't, first of all, don't know what it is that they want. And so working with them to try to understand what it is they want and experimenting and playing with it. I can do something we call an AB game. Like I'm going to touch you here. This is A. Now I'm going to touch you there in this way. And that's B. Which do you like better? Uh, gives them a way to start learning their partner and how to let them begin to ask for what it is they want. Just because they don't like a touch that you do doesn't mean that you're a bad lover. It just means they don't like that touch in that moment. So don't take it personally. Ask what she wants and do it. Great. The, Love it. What I would say is presence. Uh, so many times we're so busy trying to think of what it is we're going to do next to pleasure our partner that we're not really present with who they are and, and what they're wanting. And so, you know, just really be present with her, be in that moment. Don't be thinking about the, the football game that's coming up in an hour and that you got to get done so we can get that going. Um, you know, just really be present for them because they can tell. Women know if you are not present with them and you're not there and you're not supporting them. And in order for them to have an orgasm, there's a number of things that have to happen. First, they have to get into their parasympathetic nervous system. So they have to be able to relax. Uh, this is all part of the amygdala part of the brain. And then there's a switch that has to flip, which is their sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight, flight, or freeze mechanism. Um, and that also, there's a, a fourth F that they call it is the fuck. So fight, flight, freeze, and fuck or friend. Um, and so when you can trip that or trigger that, then that can send them an orgasm. So you know, these are all tips that, that men can learn to be better lovers. Great. Thank you so much. And tell us again where they can go to get the rest of the tips. So pleasureengineer.com is the website slash five. Again, the number five tips, T-I-P-S. Okay. If you need to reach out to me, you can reach me out at dan at pleasureengineer.com. Okay. Thank you so much, Dan. This was very interesting and entertaining and educational for me and I'm sure for the audience as well. So I really appreciate you being here with us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. 
And I'm the host again, Rachel Shear, and you are listening to Let's Sexplore It.